ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, July 20th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're getting your text in right now. We're going to do that. It's 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. That's our text line for this hour's edition of the show. Coming up tonight, we're going to be speaking with Allie Harrell. She is the newly appointed assistant coach for Marshall University's softball team. She joins us here in the next few minutes, so looking forward to that. Until then, we will talk to you. And again, that number one more time, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to get into a little bit of what's happening today with the Cincinnati Bengals. We've got the latest honorees for the Ring of Honor. And I was going to talk a little bit more about that before we talked to Allie, but some news coming out of the NFL. As I was getting ready to walk down the aisle to come into the studio, NFL clubs unanimously NFL clubs unanimously approve Washington Commanders sale to Josh Harris and his limited partners. And basically, it's a short and sweet statement from the NFL. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said congratulations to Josh Harris and his impressive group of partners. Josh will be a great addition to the NFL. He has a remarkable record in business, sports, and in his communities. The diverse group that Josh has put together is outstanding for its business acumen and strong Washington ties, and we welcome them to the NFL as well. So that's the news coming out of the NFL just now. We'll dive into it more as time permits. We'll get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So coming up here in the next few minutes, we're going to talk Marshall softball with Allie Harrell, newly appointed assistant coach for Marshall University softball team. There's some other softball news coming down the line today, and Marshall has added a pitching coach, Allison Rager. Named the pitching coach for Marshall softball. And that came out earlier today as well. So Coach Zirkel said in the release that successful teams have great people and Allison is a fantastic person. And, of course, she points out that Rager is a West Virginia native, hungry to recruit hardworking players to our herd family. So... She's had an interesting journey. She's had positions at Old Miss, Athletics Unlimited, West Virginia State University, and Carson Newman University. We've got friends down at Carson Newman. And she's been added to the staff today. So that's where we're at now. Uh, I'm excited to come back after break and bring on the program Allie Harrell. I'm looking forward to this. I wanted to do this yesterday, but you know what? Allie's a busy woman, so she's coming on the show today. We're going to talk about her continued journey with Marshall University softball. We'll do that when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Welcome back to the Thursday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's a pleasure to welcome to the program now. We call her Coach Harrell now. She is Allie Harrell. We could go over all her, her statistics and everything that she's accomplished at Marshall University. But I don't think we have enough time to actually go over all of those things. But let's just say, as a former standout player, she has a remarkable career batting average of 320. She is one of the top players all-time Marshall athletics. She's with us now on the program. So how's it feel? We get to call you coach and you know, not a volunteer, not an assistant. You know, you're you're an assistant coach now. How's that feel? I it feels unreal. Truly truly grateful for the opportunity. I'm so excited to continue to grow the game and work with the players that we have on team 31 so i'm super excited how important was that to be able to stay with marshall as you continue your professional career and now your coaching career you know it was huge just because i feel like i have a connection to this university and i have a want to make our program great and continue that legacy that while playing of putting marshall on the map and i think that the girls here deserve to be known and recognized as a top softball program in the country. So I'm super excited that I get to continue to build that connection and build the legacy of this program. You could have gone anywhere. I mean, no one would have questioned it. You've put your time in. You've done a <laughs> lot of amazing things for Marshall University. You could have gone anywhere, and a lot of people would have been happy for you. you know, what's compelling you overall to, to want to continue at Marshall when maybe – there are different opportunities out there that if you wanted to, you could go take advantage of. You know, it's the alma mater. It's the fact that I can say that I'm coaching for my alma mater and the love you have for your school that you played for, it just is so much bigger. And I think that was one reason that one that compelled me to stay here on top of the community. Like so many girls that I have coached for the past few years in just lessons or working with the little league teams around and gaining their support and teaching them as well as teaching the girls on our team. That's another reason to stay is this community is so special and you can't really find that anywhere else. So I get to do both. I get to coach a great program, play um, coach for my alma mater and then alongside continue to work within the community here. You've also developed this legacy that I don't think too many players can boast you started with Shonda Stanton and you've worked your way all the way to Morgan Zirkle now for the most part if a coach has coached at Marshall University you've had major involvement with them there's there's <laughs> really a long line of coaches that you've either played for coached with been recruited by I don't think too many other players can really boast that you know, I just found that stat out just a few days ago, and that truly blows my mind because it's such a short period of time, you know, six years, and I've been around such powerful women in our sport. So to have that opportunity and to say that I've been able to learn from four out of the five Marshall coaches and continue to learn now from our fifth, it's, it's truly a blessing. And it kind of like takes you back a little bit that our 
program is still so so new and that we've had the opportunity to only have five coaches and now in 31 years. So it's crazy to be able to say that I've worked with four of those and we've had such great coaches. So I'm, I feel good about what I've learned in these past few years from those mentors. And now I get to learn more from Morgan Circle. So it's truly a blessing. How easy has it been knowing where she's come from, her background, you share so much in common with her. Has that been an experience that's just made this totally a no-brainer easier to stay at Marshall and also at the same time feel like I've got a coach that has experienced it with me. I know what she's probably thinking, and she's got a little bit more experience than you, but I kind of feel like you have a relationship with her where you can, as she comes back, you can catch her up to speed on a few things, and at the same time, you two can share ideas. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. I think I, as soon as I found out that she got the job, I was over the moon excited for her because what a accomplishment to be able to see her the head coach of your alma mater so um, early in her coaching career. And I think having the opportunity to coach alongside her, I'm. it's been pretty good. We've been able to learn things from each other and I'm super excited to get to learn so much from her and all of her experience of playing Team USA, coaching um, her past few years and her professional level of experience. So I'm super excited to learn that part, but it's been a pretty good little transition in and I have that little being able to help her out on knowing the ins and outs of the other side of coaching that people don't always see so that's been pretty pretty seamless in that aspect and I'm super excited to continue to learn from her as a mentor and with her experience and to be able to kind of bounce ideas off each other. I was going to ask you what specifically have you picked up from her in the short time frame? Just in the way she can minimize how you do something with expanding and being able to get the most out of it. So without having to take so much time doing it, but you get so much out of the one thing you're doing. And that's both in the office and on the field. And being able to rack her brain while we were training to come to AU on her mindset, stepping into the box before she even is up to bat and throughout the game and being able to learn from her on that aspect. And then in the office, just kind of getting to know like her ins and outs because she's been around the coaching world a little longer than I have. So being able to kind of learn her tips and tricks to make it an easier process while getting everything you need out of it. On the flip side, what do you think that you've taught her at least in the short term? So far, it's kind of where everything is, how the team works, the chemistry that they have and how we can continue to build on it. And like the, little things like compliance or the best ways to get in touch with certain people and stuff like that. I just have a little bit of experience on that end with the one year of volunteer coaching. But other than that, she's taught me a whole bunch. Allie Harrell's with us. She was named as a assistant coach, Marshall University. So no more of this volunteer moniker. She is, uh, she's here for the long haul. And of course, a, a remarkable career does that give you an advantage? Eventually, maybe when you're 80 or 90, you might not be able to go as as well. But 
as it is right now, does that give you the advantage to be able to go out there? If you don't see something that you like or a performance, something, just it's not right. You can go out there and show them how it's done. That gives you an advantage over some coaches, I'm sure. I think so. And even with like the way the coaching world's coming around, you're seeing a lot more professional players or younger athletes jumping into big coaching roles. And I think that's going to give myself and our coaching staff, as well as other coaching staff that kind of one up on other coaching staff, being able to show the girls from a visual standpoint of us doing them and giving them that little bit of confidence that they can do it too, because we we're doing it. And um, that's what I always loved about the coaches I had is I wasn't too nervous to do something or I wasn't too hesitant because my coach could do it too. And they weren't asking me to do something that was so out there in left field that they couldn't do. So I think I'm really excited about that point of coaching our team and being able to give them the drills, the tips to be great players, but they won't be hesitant about it because their coach has done it as well. So having that little bit of experience in that aspect and if they need us to show them exactly what to do or how to do it we're not afraid to jump into the box or jump onto the field and give them that little visual up up close and personal you don't need a little video you just hop right in put your cleats on and your glove and get to work so I'm super excited for that aspect to be able to give them that visual hands-on experience with drills. Allie Harrell's with us, one of the all-time greats in Marshall University softball. So you basically, you could get up there and you could, for example, let's just use this. If uh, maybe a couple of the girls, uh, a couple of ladies are having some issues on the mound, you could, you could challenge them to, I don't know, try to strike you out because you can go. And I would love to see that, by yeah. the way. I am super excited for that aspect too. I was just having a conversation today and we can kind of stand in the box, give them that view of you need to put that ball a little farther out. You need, you can't play it as much or you need to spin it more. And those little tips can propel our pitchers and they get a little bit of an advantage that not other pitchers in the college level get. So being able to see a experienced professional athlete from Morgan and I in the box for them and I think that's great I think that I'm super excited to kind of challenge our pitchers in that way as well as our hitters so it'll be fun okay home run derby you or Morgan who wins that I don't know Morgan has some power you can't you can't take her lightly and she's been she's been doing some home run derbies the past few years at Miami for fundraising so she has a little experience on that, and she little veteran there. So I don't know. I think it'll be very cool. One. So are we fun to watch though? Are we announcing home run derby between you and Morgan Zirkle for charity or for Marshall Athletics? Are we announcing that now? Oh, <laughs> not not necessarily, but we want to do a hitathon type fundraiser for our players to be able to get money to get them the equipment that we need to be better as a team, but not a full official announcement <laughs> okay i'm just putting i'm just planting the seeds i i, no, you're I good. i'm planting the seeds here because these are things i want to see <laughs> i want to see you and morgan go at it right and we can sell tickets to this make some money that's that's what i'm looking right. for here and then the improved program yeah and then you can put up on the mound 
because another announcement <laughs> came out today. Allison Rager is going to be the new pitching coach. So you know, yes. she, she comes back. She's um, she she's a West Virginia girl as well. So she gets to come back. And now as a pitching coach, um, she's got to maybe try to put a few past you and Morgan, right? You know, she can be yeah, the, a nice little duel. I like it. So how how important is it to bring someone like her back to West Virginia with her experience and, and trying to build this staff out? I think it's super important to bring in a, another West Virginia native and being able to grow the sport within our our state. You know, we're the only D1 softball program in the state. And we need to wear that with wear it on our chest, and to have her come back to West Virginia and to be a coach for us and teach our pitchers something that they can learn and use in the game. I'm super super excited to see how our our bullpen looks after this year coming into spring without with the addition of Allison. So I'm grateful to see how our West Virginia side pulls more from the state and then continues to grow our pitching. And that's really something that maybe doesn't get stressed enough. If uh, a, a young lady would like to continue her college career, Marshall University is not only an option, it's a strong option, especially with last year's success in the Sun Belt showing that the program really wasn't one of those fluky programs, did well in Conference USA, came the Sun Belt, did well as well, and you know, had the opportunity to you know, compete for a championship, and that's that's the standard. That's not the exception. And I don't know if enough of, uh, of the the youth of, of West Virginia know. Hey, you want to play softball? You better look at Marshall if you want to stay home. Right. I think that speaks numbers. You don't have to go out of the state for those West Virginia girls. We have a great program here, and we're here to compete. My guest. New assistant softball coach, Allie Harrell, one of the all-time greats. I'm sure you know, when you hear that, how do you feel when you hear that? I mean, it's your, your career didn't end that long, and we're already referring to you as, uh, as like a legend. All-time great, Allie Harrell. I mean, does, that, does that make you cringe, or do you just, you just quietly smile knowing that uh, you made an impact? I think I quietly smile. It's so surreal especially with how you said it's only been two years, almost. Yeah. And to think that I have that little bit of legacy and it hasn't been 10 years or whatever to be put up with Morgan Zirkle, Rachel Folden. It's truly incredible. My 10 year old self would have never, never expected this to be how it turned out, but she's super grateful that it did. And she's jumping in her shoes right now, just thinking about it. So I, I definitely quietly smile, but I also feel that we have so much more talent to come, and I can't wait to see who else kind of jumps up there with us, you know, and to be able to call them martial greats as well. I'm super excited to see those athletes come through. And the fact that you've been here for a multiple tour of duty, you've, you've, you've had the opportunity to experience martial athletics through the eyes of, of a few coaches now, you know, what are you wanting to continue with that legacy? How are you trying to build that legacy, build that culture? Are, are you trying to maintain the culture, 
add to the culture? Is there really anything that you can, yeah, that needs fixed? It's just getting better. You know what? You know what's your view on maybe being the guardian, the keeper of some of that? You know, the biggest thing is tradition, making a culture that the players thrive in. And to be a great program, you kind of can't stay the same. So we would we would love to build on the culture, but the culture is good. So to be able to add to it and make it great in this next few years and keep moving with the times, you can't stay still. And I think that's the biggest thing. But as long as you have a good culture where the girls are loving it and playing their best softball, that's all you can ask for. And for them to do it with smiles on their faces and say that they love the game, love the program, love the school, that's the biggest thing. And my six years here so far, that's what I can say about this program is I've always had a smile on my face. I've always loved the tradition that the past coaches have instilled in me. And to be able to continue to grow myself and then our players as young, strong, capable female athletes and women, both in life and in the game of softball, that's the main goal. Now, I don't think you can truly put it all in maybe just a, a two or three pearls, but you know, from from each coach that you have interacted with and, and been a part of, what are some of the pearls you've maybe cherry-picked over your, your time at Marshall to get you to this point? It's the part that goes beyond the sport, being able to connect with the athletes off the field and be able to – grow them in their everyday life. And I've picked that from each coach I've been a part of and kind of grown on it and be able to say that I am a softball player, but it's not who I am. It's what I do. So they instilled life lessons beyond the sport, even though the sport teaches you many, but they cared about you as individuals, about you as human beings and grew you as a young female athlete and a young woman in this world, young woman in this world. So that is what I kind of picked from each one and grew upon it as I've grown up throughout Marshall and throughout my life. So I want to continue that legacy of growing an athlete outside of the sport. Allie Harrell's with us. She's been named as an assistant softball coach at Marshall University. And we know you love Marshall. We know that you um, you, know, you just can't get enough of the place, and so you want to be here as, uh, as long as possible. But at the same time, you want to try to take advantage of maybe all the opportunities that can come before you. How important has this athletic department, this administration been in allowing you to come back or to stay, coach Marshall, be a part of this program, and still explore those other opportunities? Because you still want to play. You love coaching, but you still want to play. And you have that opportunity. I do, and this administration and the athletic department have been so supportive to have coaches in the game still it it speaks numbers to our administration to our program and the way in which we can teach our athletes and develop them and they've been over the moon supportive so I'm super grateful for our athletic department and our administration in that aspect because I have the dreams to play to fulfill my inner younger self and as well as growing the game both as a coach and as a player so to be able to do that both and do both at the same time. I'm super grateful for that opportunity and our athletic department administration has been so supportive about it. My guest, assistant softball coach Allie Harrell, who will be pretty soon challenging Morgan Zirkel with a home run contest. I'm making that happen. I'm absolutely making (laughs) that happen. 
Um, manifest it. Yeah, let's make it. You know, if we speak it into existence, it will. It will. It will come. Before I let you go, and hopefully we can have you back on multiple times. Over the last few years, Marshall softball, you've seen it where it's where it was when you got here to where it is now. What's exciting you as far as maybe facility upgrades, the things that are, are still to come? What's exciting you about where this program is going? And you know, with the baseball park being built right next door, that's going to have some benefit as well to the softball program. Yeah, what's exciting me is that we haven't even touched our ceiling yet. We have not gotten there, and that's what thrills me the most. When I came in, the team before me was a top 25 team, and our goal is to get us back there. And thankfully, we have a brand-new indoor facility coming to be able to let us train all year round through the cold weather like other schools that are down south get to do all the time. And luckily, with our field being turf, we don't get to we don't have to worry about changing our surface much. So that indoor facility is going to really allow our girls to reach that ceiling and go beyond that ceiling of their limits and their capabilities. So I'm super super excited to see where we go with the addition of our indoor facility. We also are getting a brand new video board too. So our facilities and our stadium are really going to get some good improvements that I'm super grateful and thankful that our student athletes get to experience that. And I think that's what's going to take our program to that next level, get us back to where we were and then beyond that. So I can't wait for that to come. Allie Harrell, my guest, I appreciate you doing this today. Uh, I'm excited for you. I think everybody's universally happy that you're still here and you decided to stay here. And hopefully for however long you want to be here that, uh, you know, you get that opportunity, and I think you will. And uh, I'm I'm grateful for you being here today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, you know, just uh, to tell everyone before we go, I was um, – I was told yesterday that uh, you were so upset you couldn't do the show yesterday. And um, I told uh, the SID, like, look, just tell her that, you know, if she misses the show again, we'll do a home run contest. And, you know, <laughs> that way you can trounce me and you'll feel better. So, thankfully, we didn't have to do that. But, no, I appreciate I appreciate you being here today. I know how busy you're, you've been to schedule. And, um, you know what, it's pretty cool that you get to coach Marshall and also pursue a – a playing career, which that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Great talking softball with you. Allie Harrell, Marshall, now has a permanent assistant coach, not a not a volunteer. She's actually on the payroll. More coming up. This The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition. It's July 20th, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We'll get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. A couple of things I want to get to before we take our next break. We went a little long with Allie. That's okay. Sometimes it's good to go long and definitely a fun interview and if you missed any of it, we'll have it posted later on our podcast. And, of course, you can catch it on our website as well. So, the Ring of Honor, Cincinnati Bengals, that's been an issue here recently. Corey Dillon, 
got a little miffed, a little upset, a little perturbed, found out how this thing works, and maybe didn't like how it ultimately works. The fans get a little bit more input. The Bengals franchise has gotten a lot better as far as how it treats its fans. And, of course, we're talking about the season ticket holders, the suite owners. These are the people that are paying the money the most, so they get a little bit more of the of the perks. And so the Ring of Honor, something that the Bengals woefully needed to honor their past heroes, it finally happened, and season ticket members get to select and they're the ones that made the selection from a ballot that featured 13 individuals that have played a significant role in the franchise's history and tradition. That's how it reads in the release. And, of course, Corey Dillon had an opportunity, right, and still could. He's just going to have to wait his turn, apparently. His turn is not today. As the Bengals made the announcement that quarterback Boomer Esiason and wide receiver Chad Johnson are going to be added to the team's ring of honor this year. They're going to join Ken Anderson, another all-time great quarterback for the Bengals, Willie Anderson, Paul Brown, Isaac Curtis, Anthony Munoz, and Ken Riley in the Bengals' ring of honor. Esiason, probably before Joe Burrow, and Joe's going to be, for a long time to come, probably regarded as the greatest quarterback of Bengals history if his career trajectory continues the way it's going. And even Boomer Esiason, one of the all-time greats, has acknowledged that he is Mr. Bengal. Three Pro Bowl bids, one of the most productive offenses for the NFL, 1988, he had a 97.4 passer rating. And, of course, the Bengals won an AFC championship with him. He was also named the NFL's Most Valuable Player. by The Pro Football Writers of America and the Associated Press ranks third in Bengals history with 27,149 passing yards and 187 touchdowns. So he is now going to be on the Ring of Honor. And he said this, I will always remember I got this because of the season ticket holders. They're the ones who have the memories. They're the ones who spend the money to support the team. They're the ones who know who their favorite players are and who had the biggest impact when they were there. It's not to be taken lightly or even taken for granted. The other guy, one of the most popular players of his time and probably still to this day is Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, for that period of time. And he said that it's uh, it means everything to him, he said. It, to be shown appreciation for all the years of hard work is awesome. It's a great honor, and I'm very appreciative. I'm getting my flowers now while I can smell them. To me, this honor means much more than getting a gold jacket. Honestly, this is home. Uh, the fans understand the good times and the bad times, the ups and downs, and they've accepted me as my true authentic self this is a welcome home you will always be part of us and that means a lot to me a lot he said so monday night football game against the rams september 25th that will be the ceremony for this one 
and it's well-deserved, it's well-earned because, honestly, when I think Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to ask me, hey, name some of the all-time best, some of the most memorable, you know, some of the players that I name include Boomer Esiason. He was my quarterback. Probably still is my quarterback. But Joe Burrow is definitely making a case to be among the greats of Bengals history. But Boomer Esiason, Mr. Cincinnati, and the stuff he does off the field as well, his charitable works. And he's had a pretty good career as a broadcaster as well. And then Chad Johnson, I think he's had a renaissance. Has he not? I really believe he's sort of had a renaissance here. So he and... Boomer Esiason will be honored by a franchise that has finally figured it out. Absolutely. Finally figured it out. And then you got a guy like Corey Dillon, who statistically, one of the, one of the best to do it on the ground, right? One of the best running backs. Even in this age where NFL teams and coaches have sort of devalued the running back, Corey Dillon, statistically one of the greats, right? Deserves consideration. I agree. Is he going to get into the Hall of Fame? Deserves consideration. Has he ingratiated himself to the fans? He's got to work on that. They're the ones that are going to make the ultimate say. Who do we want representing us in our ring of honor? This isn't the Hall of Fame. This is the ring of honor. We're honoring you. Now, a Hall of Fame is also a place where you were honored, but I think the criteria are going to be a little different here because in the Hall of Fame, you're paying respects to what that person did on the field, I believe. I've always thought of a Hall of Fame as sort of like a museum. Why should Pete Rose be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Well, he's one of the all-time greats that did it on the field. And I, to this day, believe that he should be in the Hall of Fame. But the Hall of Fame is a museum, so you take the good and you take the bad. I think that should be acknowledged. Pete Rose, Hall of Fame. Famous, infamous, still Hall of Fame. Corey Dillon, should he be in the NFL Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame? There's a case to be made. Absolutely a case to be made. Should he be in the Bengals' ring of honor? That's going to be on him. That's going to be on him because he caused a lot of embarrassment for the city, the franchise. The guy at one point said he'd rather be flipping burgers. So, you know what? People remember that. People remember that, and now you're hoping that, and you're blasting the same people that you're hoping will elect you because you think that you should get in and it should be out of their hands. Well, they're the ones with the vote. People who have the vote will decide. And if you're not making friends, you're not repairing relationships, Corey Dillon might never see the ring of honor. His main his name might get up there one day, but he might not ever see it. 304-396-TALKS, or text line. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got a pretty casual night tonight. There will not be Pirates baseball. The Pirates off tonight, back at it tomorrow, and we've got it for you right here. It's going to be a late one here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So looking forward to just, uh, it's like a casual night. Casual night tonight in sports. Uh, Unless you are uh, into soccer right now, that's going on. But for me, it's going to kick back tonight, and uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow, of course, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Hopefully we'll know more about what's happening with the Washington Commanders and the shift in ownership there in that organization. How's the NFL feel truly? Probably lots of smiles right now to try to get past all of the missteps of the previous organization. And, of course, in a release earlier this hour, NFL – had an independent investigator try to get the truth following some allegations against Commander's owner Daniel Snyder. Those allegations made by former Commander's employee Tiffany Johnston that was uh, at a congressional roundtable in February of 2022. And the findings uh, basically are out. The NFL, based off of that, Mr. Snyder is going to have to pay $60 million to the league in resolution of Ms. White's findings and all outstanding matters. So, again, the investigator is former U.S. attorney and SEC chair Mary Jo White. So she reporting her findings, and those are out now. It's a pretty lengthy document. Unfortunately, as the show began, I haven't had too much time to actually go over those, so we'll we'll break those down tomorrow if warranted. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I will be back with you tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, have a great night, everyone.